Welcome to the Contractor Soapbox Podcast. My name is Robert Tidwell. I own Mitten Landscape and Design, and we have our first guest. Her name is Vicki. She's my beautiful wife. Here she is. Hi. I'm his beautiful wife. Vicki works in the office with me and does all sorts of things on the computer. Sometimes she goes out and does things out in the field. Why don't you tell us about that, Victoria? Okay, I will say um, it is hard to keep a straight face while watching your face while making this podcast. So, um, so yes, I am his wife, Victoria, um, also known as the other owner of Mitten Landscape and Design. Um, I mostly do the books and, you know, just all the accounting work, scheduling, phone calls, emails, um, you know, just a lot of the back-end support. Uh, once in a while, Robert has me come out in the field or, um, you know, I just, I come bring the guys things they need, so. Like lunch. Yes, yes, like lunch, and their orders are, uh, getting a little elaborate, so, but yes, I like to try to treat them good, and, um, you know, sometimes they're not having such a great day, and a little lunch can, can brighten up the spirits. When you go out in the field, what have you done before? Well, um, I will say, each year, me going out in the field is a little less and less. This year, obviously, being the least, um, I used to go out and help Bobby uh, mow lawns, and yes, I call him Bobby, by the way, Um, so uh, help do the lawns and the cleanups, the large leaf cleanups. I I do not miss that, Uh, and then I've also came out and helped build patios. A lot of the times, I'm just a really good laborer. Um, I don't, I can't see the project the way, um, Robert and, uh, some of the other guys can really envision it. That's a little harder for me to see, to envision the end product in my head. So when I go out there, I really just ask, what can I do to help? And it could be just moving a lot of brick, um, gluing things down, you know, that's, that's the kind of work I'm doing, you know, just anything to help out the team. What was your least favorite cleanup? Well, he knows my least favorite cleanup. But um, they don't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we had a contract before where we had all of these um, apartment complexes. And a few of them were in a lot of um, tree coverage, I guess you would say. and They were in the woods. Yes, yes, they were in the woods. And they were far away. So my least favorite uh, is, yes, like up in Roscommon. Is that where? Prudenville. Prudenville. Okay, yeah, Prudenville. Yeah. Um, and it took such a long time. And, you know, when we first started, um, we had less money, less help. And it took such a long time just to get the leaves um, to the area where you could collect them that we literally just... Drove around one day, like what, six or eight hours? It was 11 hours with wow. the VEC. Okay, yes. 11 hours total for the day. Uh, we had to take our kids. They sat in the back um, with, you know, their videos and 
or, you know, TVs, I guess, back then, and snacks. And, you know, I drove around and just, um, you know, we took turns using the vac and the other person driving. And that was definitely my least favorite cleanup for sure. Hmm. Is there any part of the stuff we do now, so the install work, that you don't mind doing? Um, well, I mean, I guess when it's colder, I, I, I mind that. I know you asked, but I don't mind doing. But, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes when the weather's not as great, I, I don't particularly always like going out. But I, I don't find that there's much that I don't really like. I mean, like I said, there's things that I don't understand um, as well as Robert or some of the other um, guys who work for us. But I mean, I just try to get in there and help any way I can. So it doesn't really, I don't know, I wouldn't say there's anything that I just don't mind doing. I'll give anything a shot. I'll probably complain about it or make jokes, but I don't know. Okay. Now, is there, from your perspective, because you don't work in the field very much and you work in the office, is there any piece of equipment that we've rented or we've purchased or anything like that that you thought, yeah, that was really good that we got something like that? Okay. Um, yes. I will say over the years, um, when you're first starting, you know, we weren't putting money into, well, because we didn't have it, into renting equipment or buying equipment. And over the years, just seeing what um, we can do with having a piece of equipment is just so worth it. Um, obviously, this year, my favorite purchase is the skid steer, even though um, it definitely gives me anxiety to make larger purchases um bobby can definitely attest to that what it can do is like just it's it's amazing to me um our other older new holland that we had um we bought it with the money we had and i'm so glad that we did because it did propel us forward to be able to afford the newer or the brand new skid steer that we got this year um but you know it being a wheeled unit there was just a lot of things like it, it it just wasn't as good as like finishing the product, um, I guess grading wise and things like that. To see our new machine now, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. It's magnificent. I'm, I'm very, very pleased that we got that. Um, another piece of equipment that we rent, we do not own, is the buggy. I, I just... The candy cone? Yes. I just find that really interesting and I like how we can use that to get into a tight space. Um, and, you know, just take some of the labor off the guys. So I really enjoy when we have that. And also the mini skid always. We have some very tight properties and it just comes in handy. And we rent that, but it is a very nice machine to have or to, to be able to rent. Generally, we try to to put all those projects or a good portion of those projects together that we need the mini skid for so we can kind of get a rental deal on that for two or three weeks, whatever it is that we keep them. Yes, and um, we usually actually go through Resource Rental and Claire, like to give them a little shout out. Um, they are so courteous and they have really helped us out in some jams where we've had things come up, we need a piece of equipment, and you know, they have that ready and available for us. Um, and yes, they've just helped us out with um, 
having that mini skid this year, it has really come in handy. And if the price wasn't so high, I tell you what, I would almost consider getting one of those. But even though we do use it, or we have used it quite a bit this year, um, I will still say that that probably won't be the next piece of equipment we're going to buy. What will the next piece of equipment buy? <laughs> because if it's a 1050 or 1550 ditch, which I would like that little mini skid. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. We, like I said, we do love those. However, um, we're always in the need of another truck. And I think right now we're definitely leaning towards um, some other kind of um, dump trailer. And there's a few we have in mind, and I think it's really cool the things that they've come out with now. But definitely for us, uh, that's what I think would um, make the most sense, where we could spend our money. Right. So uh, why don't you talk a little bit, I guess, about you brought up the trucks, about how you feel about the older trucks that we've purchased and now that we've moved on to buying maybe some newer ones or like the brand new Ram that we now have. Okay. Um, wow, I feel like this episode is just a broad span of things. Uh, so. Oh, we're not done. Yes, I'm, I'm aware. So, um, yes, we have had a lot of different vehicles. And, um, you know, when we started, we just went with what we could afford, obviously, as most people do. We shied away from any type of debt because we just didn't want to put ourselves in a situation where... We couldn't make payments on something, and I am not very fond of payments in the first place. So we have accumulated some debt now, but I have to tell you that with what we've chosen, which would be our brand new truck and like the brand new skid steer, um, we, we do put down a large down payment on that, and I feel that it really just um, propels us in our work. Like... Just thankful that, I guess I don't even really know how to say it, but it was a very good purchase, I guess. And if we wouldn't have made those purchases, especially even with the truck, then we would probably be dealing with something that just keeps breaking down. So it's nice to know, like, with the Dodge that we got last fall, mm. I think now. It's been just over a year now. Yes. Yeah. Um, I am very happy with that purchase. It, it was expensive. I mean, everything is rising, obviously. But when we looked at the used market and what you could get, it, it was just crazy expensive. And then, you know, or here's a brand new one that's, you know, like, what, $20,000 more? No, they weren't even that much. It was only about $5,000 more at the time. Mm, I get, Yeah, I guess it depends on what we were looking at. Yeah. But yes, I guess it... I guess it was a little closer than that, but uh, it was just absolutely worth it. I understand why people want to have things that you don't have to work on all the time. And we've definitely saved time and money, which I just think to myself, you know, that just goes towards back towards the truck. You know, that's just more money in our pocket to help pay for those things. And but you don't have all the stress associated with breakdowns because we have had breakdowns. Well, yeah, last year, I think the breaking, the, however they say it, the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, was when Matt and I were stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere for about three hours after our truck broke down. Oh, my down. gosh. Uh, that truck is gone now, um, and we ended up replacing that one as well. But the Ram was there to replace a truck that had died long before that. So... 
Uh, we ended up buying a 13 GMC this past spring as well, and that's turned out really well, even though it was used and it had, I think, about 130,000 miles on it. But it's worked out really well for us. Yes, yes, it has. And we actually traded in two um, other trucks and to get that vehicle, and then we paid a little bit more. But we were switching gears this year, which I know that he has talked about in previous episodes. Um, we dropped the mowing, the fertilizer, and we're just really concentrating on our install business. And the trucks we had didn't really work. You know, they, they weren't able to take the load of the things that it was going to have to tow. So that was a very good decision. We got very lucky with that truck. And I feel like we definitely got that before the prices you know, really skyrocketed some more. So we actually only have about one truck right now that we know we are going to have to do something about. It's um, our diesel. And do not get me started on diesels because just haven't had great luck. People who say those things last forever, I just don't get it. Well, they do last forever as long as you put a ton of money into them. Yes, yes, as long as you, you know, rebuild the truck. And uh, yeah, it should be great. But... I definitely, um, and I think Robert feels this way now as well, um, we really just don't see it being worth it to get like a brand new diesel truck unless you're getting a dump truck or something like that. I just, I don't see how it's worth it anymore. So um, anyway, the one we have, um, it is older. We have put a lot of money into it. Um, but I mean, it can pull and we've put, what did we put the... F- We've put a flatbed, a flat steel flatbed on mm-hmm. it, but we've put probably about about four or five thousand other dollars into it uh, for repairs and not really maintenance, mainly repairs. And we've only put about nineteen thousand miles on that truck. I looked. Oh, that just makes me sad right there yeah. because I am a numbers person, and I mean I always tell Bobby like sh- you know. Let's look at the numbers because that's, you know, what's what really speaks to me is what I can see. And, you know, when he says something like that, it's like, uh, it just it just still, you know, tells me like, you know, we we really need to find something else. However, the market for trucks right now is still very high. It is, but it, it seems to be going down. A yes. Little bit. Um, however, the new trucks still seem to be rising. It, it's kind of a yeah. weird market flip right now. We're going to see how it pans out. I don't know if where everybody's listening from, but here in Michigan, um, downstate, I mean, there's just fields of trucks waiting for chips or whatever they need. And we're just kind of seeing like when they finally get some of those products, um, you know, I mean, I don't know if they hold on to them or what, who knows, but when they finally get more of those, you know, out on the road, will prices go down a little bit? That's what we're kind of hoping for. Right, and that's why I think at this point we should probably wait till next spring before we decide to purchase a new truck and trade in or sell the diesel. Um, Because it's just going to sit for the winter anyways. We're done with the year. We're not plowing with it because we don't plow. No, we don't. And we never Nobody here wants to plow. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, we never got into that. We don't plan on getting into that. Um, You know, funny, where we're at in Michigan, you would think that we would have a lot of snow and stuff. But really, honestly, we don't have a ton of snow events where we're at. And for us, we just... It's just not for us, so... Well, I think I checked on it, oh, about probably four or five years ago now. And for a wide-out plow on one of our super duties, it was like six or seven thousand dollars. I'm sure now it's probably ten thousand and up. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Everything has gone up. Um, yeah. We got our dump trailer. How much did we get our dump trailer for? Eight our grand? dump trailer was $7,500, and they are now $13,000 for the same exact trailer. Yes, which is just, you know, crazy. And you always think back and think, oh, I wish I would have got this sooner, but... I still, you know, stick to the fact that, you know, what we have the money for is what we purchase. Like, what the best thing we can get at the time. We're not going to put ourselves in any kind of a tight situation. But um, I'm happy with the purchases that we've made. And, you know, we've definitely made mistakes when purchasing Like things. an aerator. Yes, like the aerator. We definitely did. We thought we were going to stay in that business. And if we would have, it would have worked out to be a really good purchase. But we did switch gears and we did have to get rid of that. We definitely took a loss. Oh yeah, the guy uh, that bought it got a heck of a deal. Oh yes, he got he got a heck of a deal. But you know what? That's okay. Lesson learned. And I am so very happy that we made the switch when we did. And we it's funny, we still run into people who um, are still doing the mowing, but they have something else going on. And you just find that they're also struggling with that same situation. And, you know, Robert just usually tells them our story or what worked for us because it, it is not going to work for everybody or everybody has a different situation or a certain comfort level. But I am very happy that we got out of mowing. Uh, it just definitely wasn't for us. It was a great way to get into the business. Um, because Bobby already had, you know, the designing and everything like that. He already had experience and he knew where he wanted to land. But it was a great way to get into the business and to get clients. But I am very pleased that we are out of that arena. Yeah, now, this should be the last question about equipment. But okay. I do like equipment. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite mower that we had? Favorite mower. Okay, so... My favorite mower is well, that we ended up purchasing was the Skak. Which one? The well, V ride. That's kind of the well, yeah, the V rides for sure. Like, yeah, that's the you know. first one or the second one. So we had the thirty-six inch, and mm -hmm. then we got the V ride two and the forty-eight. Well, I mean, I always like when obviously you can do a little more at a time, yeah. but just switching to that with the properties we had, the lake properties and stuff, definitely the Skag. But if I had to talk about not necessarily like the favorite one we used for our business right now, um, I know Bobby has talked about we used to mow foreclosed lawns when um, he was going through school and we lived down in Ohio. So, you know, we didn't have any money and we had this old Craftsman mower, well, new Craftsman it mower, was new. but that was not my favorite one. It's when that broke down and we had to get a rental and it was this old solid i mean steel just chunk of metal was it a john deere yeah it was a john deere we rented it they had it used for sale but they let us rent it for like what two weeks i think it was oh yeah and this thing was a freaking beast and it weighed a ton but like you're getting into some crazy properties you know in that business especially in the foothills in ohio uh very very weird but um so this thing was like a beast, but we had it and one time it died. And the thing was, it was so heavy that you could not actually push it on the trailer. So Robert, we had to winch it up. And yeah, we used a hand winch. Yes, yeah. we used a hand winch and one person be winching it while the other person was trying to push it up onto the trailer. It took us such a long time. 
we finally got that bad boy on there. But, you know, that was the only problem we ever had with that. And it, it did take us a while to to move it. However, it was a beast, and I was proud of it. Well, you want to talk about what else you did with that John Deere? Oh, yeah. So Robert sent me pretty much off a cliff. No, I is, did not. Is what happened. I did yes. not send you over there. Yeah, so... So we're mowing, we're mowing along, foreclosed property. And, you know, he's giving me hand signals to, you know, point me in an area. And I'm like, okay, you know, obviously I can't hear you. He's telling me, you know, go this way, go this way. And I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel good about that. But he knows more about what equipment can do, especially, you know, we're talking about like, what, 10 years ago now? 12 yeah. years ago? No, not 12. Almost. So... Um, anyway, so I'm like, okay, I just go mowing. It, I go right over this hill. I'm telling you. Wasn't cl- a hill. It was a cliff. Hill, and uh, I thought I was going to lose my life. And <laughs> I just go like flying because everything in Ohio, like where we were, is like stacked up. Well, and we were right up against the Ohio River when we were doing that. Yeah, but it, it it's like it was elevated. So the house we were at was like kind of elevated. It's almost like you're going up like a huge foothill. Um, mm-hmm. So we were kind of up there. So I am like racing towards this other these other people's property like I thought I was going to die. And he comes... He just comes like he he's on his machine and he's like racing towards me and he gets over there and of course you know I have now been frightened probably almost peed myself. The mower blades never turned off though. <sighs> just scary. Well, I see. I don't even remember. I probably blacked out and I'm just looking at him like I mean I'm yelling at him. I'm like why why would you do this? Like that was so unsafe. I could have died. And then he looks at me and he says, "Well, I wasn't telling you to go over there. That's not what I was saying." <sighs> Please, that is exactly I just wanted you saying. to mow that little corner. That's all I needed well, you to you do. Well, you know what? I didn't know where the property line was. So um, the moral of the story is Robert put me in a bad situation, and I almost died. That's, no. that's what no. happened. So we had some really fun times. We could do a whole episode on the foreclosed properties. We'll, we'll definitely save that for another time, but that is a whole nother business in itself, especially uh, down in Ohio. Uh, crazy crazy situations but we'll get into that in another episode okay so we've talked about equipment we've Mm -hmm. talked about you working in the field Mm -hmm. uh just to let you know right now uh we're on episode 14 yep and we've had a hundred downloads what congratulations currently only three followers i think one of them may be you (laughs) one of them's definitely me Um, um i i am not one of them Yep. I'm not. Yep. And you don't really come back and listen to too many of your episodes. No, not so much. Um, I listen to all of them. So, you know, at least 13 of those listens were me. Downloads were me. But hey, that does mean that there could be a few of you out there. Well, and we've got people from all over the world. Uh, It looks like in the state of Washington, somebody, some people really like us there. Not right. Uh, uh, In Brussels. Somebody has listened to all of our episodes in Brussels, Belgium. Hey, well, you know what? Um, we have listened to a lot of podcasts, and you know we've just been avid listeners because you can learn a lot. And you know, by no means are we the say all and be all of the install business. We're not. We're just um, you know a married couple who owns an install business, doing the best we can to you know provide quality service to people, service that we would want, and just support our family. 
Um, so I hope that people can take things away from us. I mean, we don't know everything, but we we've have we have experience and we've learned a lot of lessons. And if we can help somebody forego a lesson or a mistake on their end, just from something little that we said, hey, it's worth it. So to who's ever in Brussels, thank you. Thanks for supporting us. Somebody in Spain decided to listen to one and, and they, they were done. So I guess they didn't like us too much. Well, not us because I've never been on it. So oh, I true. bet you now that I've been on here, I mean, the listens will go up for sure. Well, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. So... Last set of questions for you, I guess, Mm -hmm. would be, what do you, in the office, you said you do all the the bookkeeping and things like that. Yep. So you use QuickBooks? Yes. So um, the last couple of years, we got into QuickBooks. Before, we would do a lot of things on Excel spreadsheets. And honestly, I'll just be very honest with you, we were really disorganized. Um, yeah, we know. went over our expenses, what, in November, December? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, we just, you know, we have uh, a young family and, you know, we just have life like everybody else. And we just, we're not making the time that we needed to because we were trying to build a business. But we have definitely learned that you have to keep track of all of that. So I use a couple different things for a couple different reasons. So... We use QuickBooks. Well, I'll say I use QuickBooks. We use Gusto um, for the guys to uh, do payroll or for me to do the payroll for the crew. And then we have On the Clock, which is what the guys use to clock it out. Now, I know that LMN has a lot of different things that could work with that. Um, But for us right now, I know it seems like a lot, but it actually really all just gels together. I mean, on the clock for their hours goes right in the gusto. You know, I can transfer it right over. All the gusto stuff, as soon as it does the payroll, it sends it right to QuickBooks. So for me, there's definitely a lot of things I need to learn, but that part is working pretty good. So I really enjoy QuickBooks. And right now what we do is when the guys go to the gas station or they use, they all have company credit cards because, you know, you never want to be in a situation where you can't get gas because you don't have any money. So they all have their cards. And then when they get gas, what they'll do is, so if it's a diesel truck, they'll write diesel on it, or they'll tell me what truck it was for like P8, P9, and they'll take a picture of it and they send it through WhatsApp. And then I can go in there instead of collecting everything from all their trucks, let me get all the receipts because even if you have folders in there, the guys just, you never know where they could end up. My husband, Robert, definitely the worst. They end up in his pockets. I mean, his pants pockets, his coat's pockets, on the dresser. Sometimes I'm not sure where Listen, I'm where in they a hurry. Go. I got mm-hmm. things to do. Yeah, he's got stuff to do. So... What is really nice, so is I can go back and so I, when I'm going through QuickBooks, um, seeing, you know, where we spent all the money, putting it into all the categories, I can just go right into WhatsApp and I can just see everything that they've, you know, I have all the receipts right there. So I really like that system. Like I said, there's definitely some other things that we can learn or adjust a little bit, but it's definitely helping and everything is caught up this year. Um which is nice. I do feel like we've had 
the best handle that we've ever had as far as knowing where we land. We definitely still, you know, need to get a little better at that. Uh, we have a really good accountant. We did change accountants, um, which was a really big help because you just have to feel comfortable with that and you just have to feel like you've left learning something. And I, I feel like that with the accountant that we have now. So, but those are all the programs we use. And then, of course, obviously, LMN. And I think that's it for software. Yeah. Yeah. For software, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so you primarily do the invoicing, though, in LMN, because um, most of the time I don't understand how to do that. Yes, yes. Uh, yep, I do the invoicing in LMN. Uh, I really like the way that they do things, and now that we do not have all the maintenance contracts for the lawn care, it's so much simpler, because LMN before was, I think, just easier and more geared towards install work. Um, you could obviously have 100 mowing clients it was just a little different how you got them all their information all their invoices but i think they've definitely come a long way with that now yeah but i am glad that i don't have to deal with you know 100 invoices every two weeks you know now it's just okay we have one project at a time or i'm just collecting people's down payments um we also i heard a podcast i think it was the almonds Hmm. right that well, there, yeah, there's Caleb and Brittany Allman. Yes, yeah. Caleb and Brittany yeah. Allman. Um, I think I heard from them that they did um, 33.3% um, for scheduling, and then they did 33.3% when they went to start the job, and then you collected the last 33.4% at the end of the job. That has made a very huge difference for our cash flow. It makes it a lot less stressful. I think you kind of know where you stand. You're not waiting for a big chunk of money. And it kind of leaves some pressure off for us because you have people who, it hasn't happened a lot, but there have been people who have refused to pay. We've only ever had, like, I think one person who was really like, I'm not going to pay you, Um, which they ended up paying us. But, you know, most people, they'll hold your money hostage if, if they see any little thing and they're like, oh, can you come look at this? And you're like, okay, yeah. Oh, I've just pulled this weed out of your landscaping. See, look, it's fantastic. And they're like, oh, yeah, thanks. That's all I needed. But they will hold your money until they get every question answered. And sometimes they take a while. Sometimes you could finish a job and two weeks later, you know, you're like waiting for payment. And they're like, oh, yeah, I have a question. And I swear it's like they never have questions until you ask them for that final payment. So we have been tried. We tried to be very strict about when that when it's done. The payment is due that day. Now, that doesn't always happen, but if, you know, if I don't receive it in a few days, then I'm, you know, I'm sending, I'm sending a reminder every day. Uh, if I have to, I'll give them a call, you know, um, to see what's going on. So, and things come up, and I get that. And most people are really nice and really honest, but you do have the few that, you know, you just kind of wonder like, oh, hey, you're going to pay us. I know you're enjoying that wonderful patio we built you. Yeah, um, and I find, you know, because I do a lot of the walkthroughs with people because we do require that they do a walkthrough with us unless there's a certain situation. Um, I know this year we had a guy that was in Canada on an emergency or something when we finished up his project, but we sent him pictures and he was all good with it and never had an issue. But generally we do try to do a walkthrough, and I find a lot of times I'll do a walkthrough with them and everything is fine. And then all of a sudden, the next day when they receive that invoice, there's all sorts of problems with it. 
Yes. Yeah, that that can that definitely draws out the questions. And I've also found that people, there are people, they will say it's fine, fine, fine. And really they have an issue or something they want to change, but they don't like confrontation. So they will wait until you've left the project and packed up. And then, you know, they'll they'll call the office or call Robert and say, hey, well, there was this and this, which wouldn't have been a big deal if they would have told us, you know, we've changed our mind about that or, you know, we don't exactly like that. Can we do it this way? We could have been like, no problem. But you know, when you pack up all your equipment and you leave the job, now you've got to come back out there, you know, and bring things back and then push another job. So we do try to just really communicate with the customer because the more times you go back, I mean, the more money you lose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, well, do you have anything else to say? Any other opinions you may have? (laughs) Well, I will say that for any women that are in this business, um, I mean, I know I am, I guess, the the typical role. I'm a little more behind the scenes. Um, You know, I'm doing the bookkeeping, things like that. But I just want to let the women who are not just the wives, but the owners, the contributors, um, to know that they're important to know that their opinion matters. And you might not know everything. I mean, that's why you guys make a good, you know, you make a team, but don't get bulldo- don't get bulldozed. And it's very important for me to let people know that, you know, I am an owner. I help build this business because a lot of people look at me and they'll be like, oh, it's so nice that your husband, you know, lets you stay home and lets you, you know, work at his business. And I am always very... Uh, quick to remind them that no, I am an owner of this business and I work just as hard. And sometimes there's, you know, he's out doing things and there's other things you have to do to keep the house or the family going, but it's just as important. So any of you ladies out there or husbands who are listening to this, if the other owners, your partner, your wife, they have any questions Um, or they need any advice when it comes to that, I would love to talk to them or answer any questions that they have because I feel like this is definitely a male-dominated business and, you know, we need all the support we can get. So. Well, and I appreciate the things that you do. (laughs) I know that you do. You really do. Because I tried to do payroll once and it went really bad and I think you had to fix Matt's whole week of times. Um, so I just stay away from those sort of things. So yeah, but yes. you do a great job. Thank you. We all we all have our skills, and we try to be a good team. And don't think that we don't get into it because you know you definitely do when you're working closely with your spouse. At least we do. And you know it's just all life. Um, so I appreciate everybody listening. And if you guys have any questions or you want to hear any topics or you want to hear this lovely voice again, you know, please, you know, write in any questions. That would be really great. Comments, reviews. Sorry, comments, reviews. Oh, yeah, definitely give us great reviews. That would be awesome. Yes. And uh, you can DM us at Mitten Landscape Design on Instagram. He had to think about that for a minute. So, yes. well, thank you for having me on, um, Robert slash Bobby. Uh, slash husband Uh, i appreciate that and i hope to be on again soon yes now get those kids to bed we we actually really do have to get those kids to bed so you guys all have a great night or a great day i guess if you're listening to this tomorrow 
and just um yeah thank you